Amen. Refuge Wednesday. Amen. If you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to the book of Ruth tonight? I want to preach a sermon entitled Smelly Diapers. Let me show y'all awake. I'm just kidding. Amen. Some of y'all got that lady, man. I'm kidding. But amen. How many ready to hear from God tonight? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. John Kenneth Gabriel was a noted uh, economist in the early 1900s who was called upon by many dignitaries uh, to help sort economic markets. He wrote the following story in his autobiography about his housekeeper. Listen to this. True story. See, it had been a weary day, and I asked my housekeeper, Emily, to hold all telephone calls while I had a nap. Shortly thereafter, the phone rang, and it was Lyndon Johnson calling from the White House. For those that don't know who Lyndon Johnson is, this was the President of the United States. He called and said, get me Kenneth uh, immediately. This is Lyndon Johnson. He is sleeping, Mr. President. He said not to disturb him. Well, wake him up. I want to talk to him, the president said. No, Mr. President, I work for him and not for you. Real story. When I called the president back, he could scarcely control his pleasure. He says, tell that woman I, I want her working here in the White House. You know, Emily, the housekeeper, understood an important truth that I believe all of us need to understand this evening. And that truth was that she was only a servant to, to one man and obeyed his wishes explicitly. Her loyalties uh, were to Mr. Kenneth alone. And how many would agree uh, that this is a great example of true servant of loyalty and faithfulness? Can you say amen? amen. That here it is, you know, uh, this lady, you know, probably, uh, you know, she probably, you know, sometimes people can say stuff and don't know if you want them to take that literally. And he was weary. Uh, he needed to take a nap. And he said, listen, anyone call me, don't come wake me up. But it's the president. And even... To, uh, you know, to her own loyalty, she tells the president that I work for Mr. Kenneth and not for you. Can I tell you that's loyalty? That no matter what the situation, listen to me, uh, she didn't shift gears uh, because it wasn't a president and neither should you and I. And I believe that there's an urgency, listen to me right now, that there's a critical hour for a church body and as a whole to be faithful and to remain loyal to the things of God. Because if I can be very blunt with you, church, things can get a little funky if we're not careful. Amen. I've seen this movie script before, church, and it wasn't in Hollywood. This is the time where I've seen people get the funkiest the most. In times I've passed, uh, whether it was a transition of building projects, I've seen people get funky. Whether it was, uh, you know, uh, people sporadically leaving the church or, or individuals that have drifted into the cracks uh, uh, of isolation as our brother Rome uh, beautifully preached uh, 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 last Wednesday, amen. If you're not careful, uh, many times, especially in the time we're living in now, we can be not faithful and loyal. Can you say amen? And I want to minister a sermon entitled to you, Faithfulness Like Ruth. Because I don't believe it's a, a, you know, and just in my opinion, a better picture of faithfulness combined with loyalty than what we see in the book of Ruth. And because I believe it's going to take this type of faithfulness, church, and this type of loyalty to remain in the will of God 
for this body as well as I walk personally with him. Can you say amen? For the sake of time, I'm not going to read all the scriptures that I had. Amen. We're going to read uh, one through five. And the Bible says, now it came to pass in the days uh, when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Abimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons was Mahalon and, and Shilion, the Ephraites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. And then Emelech, uh, uh, Naomi's husband, died, and, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab, uh, the name of the one was Oprah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Uh, then both Mahalion and Chilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. Let us pray, church. Heavenly Father, God, I ask God right now, God. Oh, God, you will help us, God, to understand, God, the importance of faithfulness, God. And being loyal, God, uh, despite the circumstances, uh, despite situations tonight, uh, I believe we at our key point, God, uh, right now, God, uh, as we begin to shift gears, uh, as things begin to get normal again, so to speak, God, help your people to have vision. Uh, every word that's been spoken this past week, uh, oh, God, that we will refocus, uh, keep vision, God, uh, and be loyal and faithful, amen, to the cause uh, tonight. Um, and all God's people said, Amen. I want to get straight to it. First point, church, I want to talk about faithfulness under circumstance. And how many would agree that the call of faithfulness and loyalty are key in our walk as Christians? Amen. And I often like to think of faith as our oxygen for believers. It is what makes us go. It's what keeps our consistency in the things of God. And keeping faith and being faithful holds together everything that we believe is valued, amen. Our salvation, our marriage, ministry, and so on. And on the other hand, we know the opposite of what is detrimental to a Christian faith, which is doubt and unbelief, which I call the believer's carbon monoxide, amen, dioxide. And we can't breathe that in, amen, because it's going to kill, amen, the faith that God wants to possess in all of us, especially during trying times. See, we live in a day where people aren't faithful too much, amen. And if they are, it becomes a custom to not be that way for long. I want to look at faithfulness in 3D. Because I believe that you begin to take these three women. You begin to think about Oprah. You begin to think about Naomi and Ruth. Uh, and there was a level of faithfulness to all of them, amen. Uh, and I want to begin to look at that real quick. Let's look at Naomi's first. Here it is, Naomi, the Bible says, lost her husband as well as her two sons. And how many know that this can be tough for anyone, amen, to face this sudden reality, amen? Losing the family members, amen. And Naomi's life, you know, and, and, you know and, and how she felt. This is a picture. Many times you begin to think about Naomi's life and how she felt. It's a, 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 a typical picture of a Christian life of highs and lows, ain't it? The truth be told that there's a little Naomi in all of us, amen, come given the right situation. We know the story. The Bible says, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, she, she goes to back home and they say, call me Mara. Call me Mara because God dealt bitterly. How many have been there before? Amen. How we can be all in for being faithful. Amen. How many know we all can cut the ear off uh, Malkins in one sense? Uh, and if we're not careful, amen, we'll tell the little girl, amen, I, I never knew Jesus. 
Maybe not in those words, amen, but by our actions and how we respond in tough times tonight. Yet despite her shortcomings, listen to me very clear, and losses, Naomi represented a Christian's faithfulness to get back to trusting God. Can I tell you, church, don't we need to get back to trusting God? At the end of the day, despite where she was at, amen, she knew, amen, where the miracle happened. Oh, I wish I had two amens. That when you begin to get funky a little bit, amen, uh, when things begin to oppress you, amen, that you'll remember where the miracle happened. Right here's where you got married. Uh, right here's where someone knocked on your door. Right here's where the people embrace you when the world rejects you. Right here. Where's the miracle, amen? Happened right here in the house of God with the people of God. See, faithfulness will have you to return to the one who is faithful, amen. Despite our troubles and disappointments, it is key that we remain faithful. Naomi is a picture of a faithful Christian who says, who, who stays the court even when things are not going well. In our text, the Bible says again, Naomi heard of the blessings uh, that God was doing back in Judah. See, here's where the miracles happen at church. Uh, amen. How many know even in the dry seasons of life, uh, you and I need to hear and understand that God is still faithful? Her faithfulness to knowing where the miracle happened at was key to getting her back on track. In church, many times, this must be us. Uh, our faithfulness uh, to God can be tough and quite challenging at times, uh, but you and I must know where to return. Amen. See, there's a difference from us having our moments uh, versus uh, going, going the distance with it. Amen. She could have just said, you know what? I've been in Moab for 10 years. Uh, let me just stay here. Let me just stay here. But it has, there was some sense to her to say, I need to get back to church. I, I need to get back to prayer. I need to get back to reading. Come on, somebody. See, these things that help you and I from going on the deep end. Be able to have your moment, amen, but your moment, amen, shouldn't uh, go past the time to where now uh, there's a, uh, you know, you're funky with God and God's people. Christians, listen to me. You and I are built and well-equipped by God to outlast the, outlast the toughest moments of life. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, so we are pressed on every side but not crushed and perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Just think if Naomi had totally caved into her moments of distress and just stayed with her daughter-in-law in Moab. I wonder if it would be reading the same story tonight. Amen. I wonder if we would be reading the same story. Let's look at Oprah. See, again, Naomi represents uh, every Christian here, highs and lows, uh, but having the ability to get back on track. But now there's Oprah. She possesses the type of faith that revolves uh, around emotionalism. Now, listen to me very clear. Can you see when a person, uh, here it is, uh, the Bible says initially, uh, when it all happened, uh, they both, her and her sister Ruth, was there, amen, uh, with Naomi. They was there with Naomi, but now Naomi, uh, uh, further down the scripture, the Bible says, uh, she begins to bring to her her reality. Why don't you, you know, stay back with your mother uh, or whatever the case may be. Uh, and, you know, here it is. It gave her something to think about. There was faithfulness for a little while. But when you begin to really look at the reality, there was a lot of emotion. I mean, she just lost her husband. 
And you see, uh, a person's faith, uh, man, if it's intertwined with emotionalism, uh, that person's faith will change uh, when challenging, uncomfortable things begin to happen. Leading them to cater to their realities uh, of what's currently happening uh, rather than having faith in God. See, at that point, when she got to the point of reminding her, listen, you're going to be jobless. Uh, you need to stay here in Moab. Uh, it, it's something done to her head like, you know what? You're right. And she focused more on the realities of what can happen if she leaves rather than the God she can trust in that provide provision. See, emotionalism will have you look more towards uh, your realities uh, versus having trust in God. Naomi goes through these tangibles of realities uh, that, that force her to think about it. Think about Oprah. She, I, I, well, I do got connects in Moab. You know, the new city trends just opened up. They is high. You know, my boo-boo from high school did just hit me up. I just lost my husband. Little sister, a little lonely. I mean, Moab didn't sound too bad. Moab was like, hey, Moab, baby, where the party at? But listen to me, we can get just like that in our own Moab. Where we can't see God, amen, but we're stuck in our reality. Where are we at? See, a widow mixed with a woman that had no child was almost considered worthless in society back those days. No husband, no child. Pfft. There's no reason for you to even breathe. How are you going to provide? Naomi, like, go back to your people. There are no guarantees and promises. And a lot of this got Oprah thinking about the realities of where she could be yet. Amen. See, Oprah's realities cut off any vision of what God could do for her down the road. Therefore, first in her to consider the now rather than the future. Right now, I got to provide. Right now, this moment is what makes sense. Uh, see, church, how we feel will have us to focus more on our realities than Jesus. This in return, listen to me, will have us to revert back to what's familiar. Moab was familiar. That soaking place in your house that you go to is familiar. The drugs, the alcohol, amen, the depressed state of mind becomes your familiar and it's quite comfortable. Kind of sick. Quite, you know, we, you know we, we, we get in that. In church for a while, then out. And this is why many folks can't build a consistency. Saved on Sunday, but not much so on Tuesday. Try Jesus for a while, then that Nolan Ryan fastball of familiar comes again. Amen. See, our faithfulness and loyalty to the things of God can be subjected to change based on our circumstances. Then that person relationship with God will always be a start and stop and go situation. In other words, church, there will always be an inconsistency brewing in what they are faithful to at the moment. But in the moment the circumstances change, you change. And now a lot of times this is what I call people become a spiritual vagabond. You know what a vagabond is? This is a person that's wandering. The Bible said that Cain was a vagabond, you know, and now there's no identity of who God is. I've heard stories of people that have left, they're not necessarily left church, but they left God, and now they believe all type of stuff. You're like, where did you get that doctrine from, sis? Where did you get that? What do you mean is there a God? What do you mean that God looks like an alien now? Wait, who told, who you been talking to? I'm not making that up. I'm talking to people. Seriously. They were your friends at once. Maybe still is now. I'm serious. People are, are tripping. Why?
become a spiritual vagabond. They're out there now. And then there's Ruth. Ruth is just a pure picture of faith in this church. A picture of someone that is headed for a great destiny in the things of God. Ruth said, your people will be my people and your God will be my God. This must be the cry of every born again Christian, amen, if we're going to remain faithful. She was not just faithful in one or two areas, but many. See, at the end of the day, she did not have to follow her mother-in-law and be faithful to what she is faithful to. See, but see, this is what faithfulness is, church. To be around the people that you, you know, that you, you know, that, that she was willing to go be with people that weren't her people. Experience a God that yet she have not experienced. Go to a place that she's heard of but yet not been. Uh, this is faithfulness. This is faithfulness. But let me ask you a question, Joe. Why did Ruth and Oprah make different decisions? What was the difference uh, of faithfulness uh, that was displayed in our text earlier? Remember, initially they both cried on their, you know, their mother-in-law and said they'll go. Then, uh, you know, Naomi gives these tangibles. Well, what about this? Uh, what about, can I have a child now? Uh, if, I, if, I, if I did get a husband, uh, would you wait for me and not open my mind? Why did they make different decisions? I believe the answer is revealed in important detail about Ruth and how she responds. Here it is. The Bible says that they're there. And Naomi, uh, you know, she's, she, she, here she is. She's going on these tangibles. Here they're both from the same place. They both would be taking a risk uh, of going to an unknown land. Uh, most commentators say it would be better for them to stay in Moab. But here's the defining factor right here, church. Naomi then told Ruth, look, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Uh, go back with her, Ruth. And Ruth said, do not urge me to leave. You are turned back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. And your people will be my people. But your God, oh, come on, somebody. But your God will be my God. Scratch all the other stuff I just said. The difference, church, was the God factor. The difference was the God factor. They both loved their mother-in-law, but it was the God factor. Can I tell you, if you're going to continue to be faithful, there has to be a God factor. Because if there is no God factor, you will revert back to your Moab as well. You will begin to think about your current situation as well. It was the God factor, church, which was the defining factor. Ruth was not just sticking to Naomi, uh, but she wanted to stick to Naomi's God. See, Ruth answered uh, that second go around when Naomi was beginning to go all these things. She said, no, I, I, you know, I want to lie with you and uh, I want to, you know, about, I'm after your God. See, Ruth chose to see God of Naomi while her sister did not see it. See, faithfulness, listen to me, is not to be dictated by our circumstances or tainted by emotionalism, church. The Oprah faithfulness to follow Naomi was based first again, uh, you know, on all this different stuff. And then her reality set in. You see the faithful roof. Your people will be my people. See, this is faithfulness on display. Can you say amen, church? See, our faithfulness must hang on the hinges of the God factor. Otherwise, it will hinge on something else. 
See, if our faith does not hinge on the God factor, we will begin to put our trust, amen, uh, in everything else. And, and this is what I mean by faithfulness under circumstances. Uh, you and I are not to operate that way. How many know we're to be faithful in all circumstances? See, all three dynamics of faith, uh, faith displayed here were that of circumstances. And it is that that we can be faithful in all circumstances. See, we can't just be faithful until our circumstance change, church. And like I said, many times as Christians, we're faithful. Maybe this could be problems in your marriage tonight. A season where you and your spouse just don't seem uh, uh, see, see eye to eye. Perhaps it's financial, a possible strategy from hell against your life personal. Whatever the reason is, how I many know we must remain faithful even in the tough circumstances of life? Because, see, God will strengthen us and bless us, amen, if we make the right choices. Secondly, I want to look at the essence of loyalty tonight. The essence of loyalty. You know, when you begin to think about faithfulness, church, and being loyal, one can say that they're one and the same. And I would also believe that there's some truth to that, but I also believe there's a slight difference or contrast to the two. See, no doubt there are some similarities. No doubt there are cousins, perhaps, but I believe they're more distant cousins than close. Again, Oprah showed a level of faithfulness in the beginning, amen. Ben Ruth, on the other hand, began to show a faithfulness and loyalness, amen. See, faithfulness can show a person's commitment in many areas and quite often, a marriage, a job, faithfulness. How many know there's things that we're faithful all the time, even just in the practical, amen? But see, loyalty is defined as based on agreed terms and conditions, while faithfulness means showing a consistency of honesty and commitment. See, what's amazing about this story of Ruth was that there was no agreed terms or conditions, yet there was still a desire to be loyal. See, this is the essence of loyalty, church. Uh, there must be a level of loyalty that we are keeping in the things of God. See, how many know loyalty would keep you grounded uh, where you're at as opposed to thinking that it's greener on the other side? See, when you're loyal somewhere, amen, it'll keep you grounded. Uh, you'll begin to value where you're at versus thinking it's greener on the other side versus thinking that the other place is greener. The other people to hang around is greener. And it's not. Amen. See, loyalty will keep you rooted in that church. Again, her mind could have easily considered Moab to be greener. See, loyalty is the right decision made in the toughest seasons of life. How many know loyalty is exalted in the most crucial moments of life? Amen. See, a man can be faithful to his wife for many years. In other words, he may not go looking for trouble, uh, but what if trouble finds him? He, he ain't looking to commit adultery. Uh, he ain't looking to look down on the internet. Oh, but it just popped up. Or Miss La Chica at work, uh, you know, giving him an ear. Oh, I'm a Spanish for La Chica. I'm Chica, man. I was a little bit Spanish and Cuban when I did that one. But what I'm talking about is uh, he can be faithful, uh, but what about when trouble finds him? See, loyalty shows up in the most crucial moments of life. Who is he then? 
When the pretty girl already walked by, but you just got to take a double take. See, loyalty shows up at the, at the most critical moments. That's why I believe there's a slight difference. Uh, they go hand in hand, uh, but faithfulness, uh, we can be faithful. We can be faithful to outreach. We can, we, you know, that's great. But who are you when it's crucial? Who are you when you get offended? Do you talk it out or you just walk it out? Out the door. Go somewhere else. Green on the other side. Come on now. See, one could categorize faithfulness as an everyday language of what a person may be committed to, but loyalty could be defined by who a person truly is at the most crucial moments. You know, where the, when Martin Luther says, where the battle rages, there the loyalty of the soldier is proved. See, faithfulness, church, is proven accountability. But you see, loyalty is where your accountability is tested. Do you hear me? Faithfulness, amen, uh, is uh, proven accountability. Uh, but you see, loyalty is where your accountability is tested. Uh, it's when everything you say you're loyal to now becomes challenged. You say you're loyal to God, uh, it's going to be challenged by hell. You're loyal to your wife, well, it's going to be challenged. See, I can be faithful to many things. Come to church, love the things of God. But what about when the offense comes? Faithfulness is proven accountability, but loyalty is where accountability is tested. Faithful to giving when I had plenty, uh, but now the famine has struck. Can I still give? See, this isn't about how much I'm giving. Can I be loyal by where, uh, uh, what I have now? That's loyalty. You know, this uh, video's probably been hearing that, you know, the Bulls had this... Uh, this documentary out called The Last Dance. You've been hearing about that? You know, all the sports and people, you know, we're frustrated right now. Ain't got nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? That last day, right? that was a bread and butter right there. You know, all, 10 all episodes. Yep, I watched it all corner. Uh -huh. I had to do something about time. But I watched them, man. But, you know, it got to this one point, uh, and I'll just make this real quick. Uh, but, you know, Scotty Pippen, you probably heard of that guy. And here it was, again, we're talking about being loyal at crucial moments. You know, the documentary said Michael Jordan had long retired, uh, maybe two years, and his, it was his team. He was the man. He was the new Michael Jordan. They're in the playoff game. They're down by one point. Uh, they're going on. They say that Phil Jackson, uh, again, here's Scottie Pippen. He's the new Michael Jordan, been the best player on the team, one of the top five best in the league. And, and you know, now it's his moment. And Phil Jackson said, no, I want Tony Kukoc. This is another guy to take the shot. Do you know that that joker did not go in the game? Phil Jackson said, are you in or out? He said, I'm out. So play resumed. They give the ball to Tony Kukoc. Game winning shot. And won. They won the game. But now the team morale is shot. They're happy that they won. But their star players just let them down. See, who are you in the most crucial moment? Are you loyal? Are you still willing to step in the game when your name is not called? Or would you just sit on the bench? Scottie Pippen sat on the bench. Michael Jordan said in the documentary, he said, he said Pippen's never going to live that down. But because he, he felt entitled. Listen to me, church. If you're going to be loyal, amen. Uh, how many know we have to be loyal when it counts? Uh, this man uh, didn't go in the basketball game uh, because his coach uh, felt the need to run a different play. And he actually sat on the bench. 
What are we doing through the crucial moments? Who are you in the most critical points of life, church? See, many times when it comes to loyalty, it shows more uh, in these crucial moments, church. See, there will be moments and times in life. Listen to me very clear. There will be moments and times in life where our loyalty to God will be shown by your willingness to stab your Isaac. Do you hear me? Many times, amen, in life, uh, when it's time to be loyal, God's going to ask you to stab your Isaac. Those moments of cru- cru- where it's crucial to make a decision, uh, and based on that, you can go left or right because you're in your feelings. You begin to think about Naomi, church, and how she was the patriarch for these girls. Naomi uh, loses her husband first and then her two sons. And even in her grief, uh, she said, call me Mara, yet uh, she still did not turn to the gods of Moab. See, I wonder if Ruth would have still desired to follow Naomi if that wasn't the case. I wholeheartedly believe that this uh, is why Ruth wanted to serve uh, God that her mother-in-law served because she saw that she was loyal to God uh, and was still willing to go back. See, loyalty has an influence to those that are looking at your life. How about those little ones in the, that's in the house with you every day? Amen. That brother and the sister uh, in the house of God that was looking at you, amen, and gaining strength, amen, when they saw you hold a testimony in a tough circumstance. Or maybe they lost interest in faith altogether because how you didn't hold up a testimony. It can go either way. Who are you at the crucial moments? Here's the Hebrew boys. It started with Daniel saying that we're not, we're not eating. We're not doing that. Amen. How I many of that was faithfulness? The boys, here they are. They're in the furnace. Amen. Again, I told you, loyalty. Amen. It's when accountability is tested. Here they are. Amen. Facing death. Everybody else had bowed down. Amen. And it says, listen, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow down. You know why? Because they didn't serve God uh, based on what he can do for them. He served God based on because who he is. Because of his sovereignty. And they said, if he did want to deliver us, then he will. See, loyalty is everything in the most crucial moments of areas. Areas where there's vulnerability. Where there's a high probability for compromise. Uh, how many know Job chose not to curse uh, God and die? Despite his infirmities. Amen. Abraham chose not to question God when he was challenged, amen, to offer up his son Isaac. What about you and I tonight? Even in the time now of this COVID-19, amen. Oh, we finally got here. Now, this is where I'm about to get in trouble. I don't care. Because Pastor told me to. So he ain't tell me that. But listen to me. Even in the time we're in now, how many of there's still a cause? David said there's still a a cause, church, to be faithful. How faithful are we in this present time, church? See, listen to me. Listen to I understand taking precautions, but is there still not a cause? I gotta say this. Let me ask you something, church. If they never come up with a vaccine for this, right? What would be your defining factor? For you to resume back to your faithfulness. Is it, will it be breaking news? Phase one is gone. Phase two is gone. You can go back to outreach now. 
Seriously. Or is it the word of God and trusting God? I understand taking precautions. I understand being safe. But what's going to be that deciding factor to get you back to doing what you do? Was there, is there a clause anywhere in the Bible? Uh, Matthew 24 warns us there will be pestilence in the last days. All them revivals you went to, all that Bible reading, amen, all those conferences. Time to show up and show out. What's up with that now? Again, what's going to be your, what's going to get you back to your normal if there's no vaccine? I see if they had one. But what's going to get you back to doing the things of God and being faithful? Because it's either going to be breaking news, you can go now, we're reopening, or it's going to be, God, I'm trusting you, and there's still a cause. People still dying. People say, what, 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 I... sorry, Pastor. Back on. Ha! I had to get that out. Ooh. Yeah. I'm about to wind down. Some of y'all may. It's all good though. I'm just saying though, if there's no vaccine, what's gonna get you back to faithfulness? Is it breaking news or it's trusting in the word of God? Somewhere. Somewhere, church. See, God is faithful. And lastly, I want to close right here. Loyalty values relationships. Amen. Here it is, uh, being loyal values our relationship first with God. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For thou hast go, and where I go, I will, uh, I will go, and where I lodge, I will lodge. And your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. Listen to me, church. Loyalty is a true statement of how we value our relationship with God. When you value your relationship with God, you will think twice about backsliding. When you value your relationship with God, amen, you will think twice about, you know, being lazy or not getting in, a, in prayer in the morning or, or whatever. When you are loyal and value your relationship with God, loyalty values the relationships, amen. Listen to me, church. Loyalty is a true testament of how we value our relationship with God. And I would just say this over the years, I've seen people. Leave church, but in the backdrop, many times uh, it was their relationship with God that left way before they left the building physically. If you want to be honest, or oh, well, we put it on something. No, 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 no. You left a relationship with God probably long and saying all the time, but a lot of times way before you left the building. Their loyalty to their conviction they once had now is gone. But when you are loyal and faithful through all circumstances, you will value that relationship with God. Paul says in Romans 8, 38, 39, For I am convinced neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities, neither uh, present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or death, anything won't separate me from the love of God. And lastly, how many know loyalty, loyalty values relationship with people? Amen. We see this in Ruth's effort and willingness to provide for her mother-in-law in verse uh, uh, 2 of chapter 2. So Ruth the Mobite said to Naomi in verse 2 of chapter 2, uh, Please let me go to the field and glean heaps of grain after him whose sight I might find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. See, this was one of the social assistance programs in Israel at that time. Amen. The farmers were not completely uh, harvest their fears and they had to leave a little bit extra for the poor. But my point, church, is when you value your brothers and sisters and their relationship over the years, amen, you'll be loyal. 
Here it is. She found a way to provide for her mother-in-law. She didn't tell her to do it. And so, but when you're loyal, get that word in your head, loyal, it values things. It values your relationship with God and with people. This is what Paul is talking about in Philippians 2.4. Let each, uh, now you look to your own interests, but for the interests of others. See, loyalty keep the price tag and value relationships between the brothers and sisters in God in high value. Amen. And see, this is where trust is built, church. See, faithfulness, faithfulness gives a high premium to this relationship, church. Listen, in this time, let's be faithful. Let's remain faithful, amen, to the things of God. Let's have, understand, listen, you're, we all Naomi's. We're going to have these battles, amen, but nowhere to return back to the miracle when you get funky. Amen. Be Ruth, amen. Be faithful, amen. Be loyal to the things of God. And when you begin to think about that, church, faithfulness, amen, and loyalty leads to God's promise for you. You know the story of Ruth, amen. God provided, amen. And here we know the lineage, amen, that Jesus came through. Listen to me. When you're loyal and faithful, amen. It produces, amen, God's plan for your life, amen. Can I very head bow, every eye closed?